Welcome to the Land Cave Podcast. I am Owen. Every week we make sure that we bring you a video game and other nerdy news. Uh, once again, I'm flying solo this week. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I should not. I shouldn't still be muted. Hopefully, uh, as that comes in. So somebody did let me know that I was muted. I do appreciate that. I realized it sucks. Uh, flying solo again. Uh, apologize for that. Weird. Anybody who was watching me live on Facebook can see that I was uh, just talking and looking funny while I was doing it. Um, what I was starting with is that I want to make sure that I give credit. Uh, I'm going to use a different version of Costa del Sol every time that I go live personally. And this time I went with NPC. Uh, really n nice to capture that, that name on YouTube. Uh, pretty good for him. Uh, so I used his remix of Costa del Sol. There are a jillion different remixes, and so many of them are so nice. Um, yeah. So just me this week. Again, a slow kind of, it, as we know, summer uh, for gaming is really slow. Uh, so I do have a few video game stories, but mainly I'm going to spend the bulk of my time talking about, uh, stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, but let's start with, uh, with some game stuff. So first story is, uh, from GameStop. Uh, not, I always do that. It is about GameStop, but it is from GameSpot. Um, so, reportedly, uh, GameStop is going to be testing some different store layouts, uh, including retro-focused ones. Apparently, they are teaming with some innovation firm that I've never heard of, but apparently, maybe you have, called R slash GA. Um, I don't know if you would just call that RGA or, or what, but they are doing anything, really. So, if you aren't aware of GameStop's current situation... Uh, their stock has fallen below $5. I think the last time I checked uh, earlier this week, it was like at four something. Um, and basically they're doing anything uh, that they can to right the ship. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to, but they're trying some things. So what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing some test market stores. They said that they are going to be trying out um, uh, some homegrown e-leagues, which I think is interesting um i think that can be cool uh i've seen that a lot um from like different retro stores where you have you know like a mario kart league or you have a smash uh thing that you do locally so if they're if they're trying to do that locally and just to trying to make a a community thing i think that that's a cool idea um they're also going to be trying to do a retro themed store with or you know more focused on retro hardware and games i just again uh, I just again don't. Uh, I don't think that um, it's going to work. Um, sorry. I want to check something before I move on. I want to make sure that I was recording right. Uh, cool. Sorry about that. So uh, I don't think it's going to work. I think that the the it's just too little too late i think that they they didn't adapt for a long time i think that they that they're gonna they would get bumps from like hardware sales and so on because obviously that's still that's what keeps um stores in the runnings 
for games um, is that they can still sell consoles. You still got to buy your console from somewhere. But now, you know, Amazon, this next wave, Amazon's a lot bigger than it used to be. There's still Walmart and Target. Um, I'm trying to think. I got my PS4 Pro and my Switch. I did get my both of those from, from GameStop. If they can last that long, you know, they, they would get a, a bump from that. But I just, I don't think that's going to be enough. But, hey, they're trying. Uh, next one. Really small. It's only because that I like the game, and uh, and my wife brought this up to me this week. Is that Team Rocket is gonna is not going to be, but is now in uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, so some of the Pokestops are uh, now blackened, and they have a Team Rocket grunt, and apparently they're they leave behind uh, some shadow Pokemon. Uh, and if you uh, if you, uh, fight them, you can catch them. And I think if you catch enough of them, you can restore them or something like that. I have not gotten to do it yet, uh, just cause it's really hot in Texas. So I'm not really doing a whole lot of Pokemon going out there. Um, but you know, I, again, this was just for, for me. I do, I know that I have some other friends that play Pokemon Go. It's one of those fun things. I think it's, uh, significantly better than Harry Potter Go. Uh, but maybe we'll discuss that at another time. Uh, next one. So I actually talked about this last week a little bit um, from Kotaku where there was a report going on about uh, Joy-Con drift. And for those of you who, who didn't catch it or don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to Joy-Con drift, but it is where there's nothing visibly wrong with your, uh, with your uh, Switch Joy-Con, like the stick, it's not stuck or anything like that, but you would just be on screen and you would uh, move stuff, uh, or not you would move stuff, the game would just act like your your uh, stick is moving. Um, so apparently, uh, if you uh, have this problem and you talk to Nintendo about it, uh, apparently their customer service has been instructed to fix this for free. And if you've been charged for repairs already, you might be able to get a refund. So if this happened to you, um, check that out. Uh, I don't know if they've actually commented. It could just be one, you know, it's probably that they haven't. It's probably one of those things where a giant company like Nintendo, what they do is they, it takes a lot for them to like admit fault. But on the back end, people, this is just people like who are saying like, hey, I called in about Joy-Con Drift some customer service rep who gets paid too little was like, Oh yeah, we got to fix that for free. So, um, if that happened to you, they are apparently now taking it seriously, which is, which is good, especially since it's the most expensive controller, uh, on the market. Um, one has no business being that expensive Two, uh, what was two? No. Yeah. It just doesn't, it shouldn't be that expensive. And if it's going to be that expensive, it should last a long, long time. I have three DualShock 4s, one, um, from almost launch and, uh, they all work perfectly fine. Battery life, uh, battery life on the oldest one, on the one that I've had the longest, uh, is not as good as it used to be, but, um, yeah, Joy-Cons. Uh, this next one I just included because I thought it was interesting in terms of the price. I wasn't aware of the price before, um, but uh, all the free EA Access games are available, and this came from Push Square. I'm not going to read them all off to you, 
but your sports games are there, your FIFA, your Madden, your, your NBA and your NHL, your UFC. That's actually the most interesting part of this to me because I looked and you can get a $4.99 monthly subscription or you can get a $29.99 yearly subscription for that. If you're one of those people who, who likes EA sports games, you can literally play the you know the la like the last round of the EA. It does not include um, your uh, your your next next model, but they do give you a discount if you'd like to buy those those newest ones. But anybody who's played a sports game knows that you could probably play that one game for two or three years after it's launched because the the rosters are still going to be updated. Um, you can also play Battlefield. Uh, you can play Star Wars. I just uh, I talked about this last week uh, in terms of just the more companies that do this this Netflix model of like hey we're just going to give you our games that if you want to pay uh, if you want to pay us monthly or yearly for them you still have the option of buying the sixty dollar game but if you want to pay us a monthly fee we'll just give you access to all of our stuff um, it's a good deal I I think that especially something like that like that's the, I think that's the price of Nintendo Online. Am I, am I wrong about that? I think it's close. Um, for, so for the price of that, you would pay around for Nintendo Online at 30 bucks for a year. You know, that's half of what you would pay for uh, PlayStation Plus. Uh, I don't know what the year cost for Xbox Live is. I think Game Pass is $10 a month. Um, Game Pass is definitely still, like, the best deal around, but... What you're getting for that price, I still think is cool. So I just wanted to bring it up um, that that and the fact that it's now arriving on PlayStation, the most sold console of this generation, is uh, is good. So there was actually two stories on Cyberpunk. I'm not going to talk about the other one because it turned out that they they say that it was translated poorly. I don't I don't want to go into something where it's through was through like a fan translation or anything like that. So I'm not going to talk about the the super controversial cyberpunk story, but what I did want to just highlight where CD Projekt Red does do some cool things is that through uh, a Reddit question air, they said like is there going to be any pre-order bonuses and they said very affirmatively, no. There's no pre-order bonuses. We don't do that. Everyone gets the same day, the same game, the same and I what I liked is like you're getting the same game whether you buy it on day one or uh, on pre-order or two years later. I think that's cool, um, especially for those of you who played Witcher 3 where you saw what you got for the DLC price there. Uh, you got like close to like a full other game um, for that. So CJ Project Red just continues to, to do cool things. They do have like a, I do want to note, and it notes it in this article, which was also from Push Square, by the way. Uh, that there is like a collector's edition, but the collector's edition still doesn't include any like any in-game content. There's like a statue, I think, and other cool little knickknacks, but it has nothing to do with the game proper. Um, just a cool thing that that they do. Like I and I, whenever I read this, I was thinking about it, and I was like, have I ever pre-ordered a game because of? pre-game bonuses. Um, and I think the only times that I can really point to something where it would, where it made the decision for me was like Final Fantasy XIV. And that was because you got early access. Um, so I have, I have pre-ordered 
for early access purposes. I've never done it. Nothing where like, hey, you get this skin, or hey, you get, you know, extra life. I don't really even know what all the all the good bonuses for pre-ordering a game was, but whenever I sat down and thought about it, I've never that's never made the decision for me. But I know that that's probably not the case for others. I know that there's other people who like they they want that stuff. They want that pre-order skin or or whatever. Um, it's even worse though when a game company gives you like something that's actually a perk. Um, like trying to think like exclusive fighters or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of like in a fighting game where like there was what there was soul caliber. Um, I want to say there might've been other ones where depending on the console you got it on, there was a particular fighter. Like that's weird. Uh, I know soul caliber, soul caliber did it. I want to say like what, like Yoda it was Yoda in soul caliber. Link was in soul caliber, I think. Um, I hate when games do that, but the things where if it doesn't provide any like real boost to you or anything, that kind of doesn't bother me. But um, it's also just never made the decision. But Cyberpunk says, or CD Projekt Red says, nope, Cyberpunk is just Cyberpunk. You want to pre-order it? Fine by them. They don't care. Uh, I mean, they do care. They absolutely care. They they definitely want you to pre-order the game because it helps them know what they're going to do on day one, um, and helps them decide how many games to print but with cyberpunk 2077 it's already been like game of the show at e3 i think twice two different years um it by different by many different outlets it's not gonna have a problem selling copies on day one but cool that they're doing that um so that's pretty much all i had in terms of just games related stuff uh because the coolest stuff that really happened in like the last week was San Diego Comic-Con. Something I will never, ever, ever go to um, because I've heard it is just madness and tiring and all the stuff that you would want to go to, like the I think the famous Hall H. Um, it does not sound fun in terms of all the lines sitting and stuff, so I'll never get to do it, so I just live vicariously through the different news. Um, somebody will inevitably leak some trailers through a cell phone, which happened this year. Um, uh, but there's plenty of just news, news, and there's plenty of trailers that then come out after the fact. So what I did was I found this article on Screen Rant that kind of summarized like everything. Um, not everything, but what you, you can see in the title there, the biggest news. Um, there are several of these things that I'm not going to talk about personally just because I don't care. Um, but you are welcome to look it up because there's probably a show uh, out there for you or a movie. Um, I'm going to save Marvel probably for last just because there's so many things uh, to break down. Um, Top Gun trailer. I'm not going to spend really any time on that. By the way, I'm not going to show any trailers. I don't want to get hit. Uh, we've we've gotten strikes on YouTube before and strikes on Facebook where they've uh, said no, you can't show that trailer. So I'm not going to show you like any of these trailers. I don't know which ones are good. Patrick is good at figuring that stuff out. I am not. There's a Top Gun trailer. It looks very nostalgic. It looks very Tom Cruise. I'm going to see it. I don't really know how good or how whatever it's going to be, but I love Top Gun, so I will see. Uh, another Top Gun, you know, several years later. Um, 
this the one that did get us the strike before is when we talked about P- Picard originally. So there was another trailer for Picard. Uh, lots of little reveals in that trailer. I definitely suggest you go and check it out if you are a Star Trek fan. Um, most notably, spoilers here. It's not. I mean, the show's not out yet, so it's hard to spoil. But if you were trying to stay away from news about it, but I'm giving you time to to mute or to skip a few seconds. 709, baby. And Data is alive. 709, Data, Picard. Um, the 709 one was probably the biggest thing for me just because it, that we don't have a, we don't generally have a whole lot of show crossover. I mean, famously, Worf became a, a, a cast member on Deep Space Nine. Um, Picard showed up in the first or second episode of Deep Space Nine. Um Voyager, though, because of how the premise of the show kind of always stood on its own, um, I'm trying to remember if there was ever any real crossovers. Uh, Riker was on was in Enterprise, um, and then obviously we've had like Spock on uh, on the latest Discovery. But in terms of like becoming a regular cast member and it being the original actor. Uh, with Jerry Ryan, that's super cool. Uh, and the and it's good to see uh, Data's alive. They did also confirm, even though it's not in this trailer, but uh, Riker is going to be in Picard. Um, good stuff. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that are going to be upset that this one is also behind the CBS All Access paywall, but dude, like this is what I now tell people: like if you're really going to complain about stuff like that, about subbing to a a thing for a specific show you can wait till the season's over sub for a month watch the season like we all binge all of our stuff these days anyway so i think cbsl access is 7.99 so spend eight dollars watch picard watch the two seasons of star trek discovery if you have not gotten to them because they are also great content um and yeah it's it's good stuff but uh it has originally when this was announced i was like eh, and then just as time has gone on it's kind of been good um this is just more notable for me is that uh arrows ending and that they uh showed uh the final season trailer for arrow i know a lot of people don't care about that but i've been watching it since the beginning um it was cool to have a resurgence um of TV superheroes, TV live action superheroes, and it all started with with Arrow and the CW. So, uh, trying to think of anything else that I and there was some Terminator news. I think the kid who played John Connor uh, is going to be in the movie. Um, I don't care about The Walking Dead anymore, but there was some stuff there. Apparently, I think the the movie. That Rick Grimes' movie is going to be in theaters, which is pretty crazy. Um, there is a trailer for HBO's Watchmen. I have not seen that yet. Um, yeah. But then we get to Marvel. Very interesting stuff. So we are now in the uh, we're in the post-in-game world. Uh, I will probably talk about in-game spoilers a little bit. Uh, as it relates to especially the first movie that uh, is coming out. So if you have not seen 
um, Avengers Endgame, which, by the way, we did a spoiler cast on uh, around when it came out. I want to say it was a couple weeks after after that one came out. So if uh, if you want to enjoy a discussion with me and Patrick where we kind of go over the movie, we had a good time doing that. Um, but if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, I have now given you plenty of time to exit the rest of this podcast we'll be talking about Marvel, so once you've seen it, you can feel free to come back. Um, so if you are going to take off because of that, see you later. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame now. So, or not Avengers Endgame, but Marvel Studios Phase 4. So, Phase 4 uh, is going to be starting with the Black Widow. Uh, slated to come out uh, early summer of next year. Cool, I guess. Uh, by the way, at, at Comic-Con, I think it was interesting. Uh, I remember one of our uh, long long listeners, Robert, mentioned and noticed like they didn't mention Black Panther like at all uh, as part of their Phase 4, which was a little, little weird. They didn't mention Captain Marvel uh, at all as a part of Phase 4, so this was all previously unannounced things. Um, I don't even know if they included the date for Black Panther 2, um, which is weird as far as their Phase 4 goes. But uh, they started with Black Widow, and apparently that's going to be taking place, uh, I think, between Civil War and... The Infinity Gauntlet, um, because as you know, spoilers now, that Black Widow is no longer with us. Uh, cool that they finally gave her the movie, but they should have done it a long time ago. She's awesome on her own. Um, ScarJo is awesome on her own. The character's great on her own. They should have given her the movie. A long time ago. She's been around since Iron Man 2 in terms of when she was introduced to the MCU. Uh, so the fact that they're giving it to her posthumously, even though it, it they're not they're not like retconning it or anything like that, but the fact that they're doing it after the fact is still weird to me. Uh, but cool though, because reportedly the villain in Black Widow is Taskmaster. And if you aren't familiar with Taskmaster, he's freaking awesome. He's a really cool villain. Um, so I am looking forward to that. I think that's going to be awesome. I think that's going to be a good fight. I don't know who they've gotten to play uh, Taskmaster. Um, but that's cool. Then they moved on to the Eternals, which most people probably have not heard of. I don't really know much about the Eternals. Um, notably though, uh, Selma Hayek's going to be in it, uh, Angelina Jolie's going to be in it, I think there's some other people that I should know that are going to be in it, um, cool. It's probably something similar to where, like, not a lot of people, uh, knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy before that came out. Here's a chance to, to pull more. I mean, we're talking about a universe where there's just endless numbers of comic characters. So, um, 
Then we moved on uh, to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which is going to have Mandarin as the villain. The only reason that I'm mad about this is that the real Mandarin should have just been Iron Man. Iron Man and Mandarin squared off famously. Like, he's one of Iron Man's villains. So not it not being an Iron Man movie and having the real Mandarin show up. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, that one, sorry, Eternals is coming out in November 2020, Shang-Chi's coming out February 2021, uh, next, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Can we talk about who's naming all these movies, by the way, and the Legend of the Ten Rings in the Multiverse of Madness? Um, the next one that I'll, I'll talk about in a second, uh, but Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which apparently Black Widow's going to be in that as well, because we have the multiverse. Um, I think what they said though is that it's going to actually be like really different. Um, they said that Doctor Strange is it's going to be the MCU's first horror movie, which is pretty interesting. Um, also, in addition to Black Widow, I think the Scarlet Witch is going to be in it, uh, which we will get to more of her later. Uh, I didn't like the first Doctor Strange, but if they are if they're gonna mix it up, cool. I'm down with that. Um, that comes out in May of 2021. In November of 2021, and probably the one I'm most excited about is going to be Thor: Love and Thunder. And the reason why I am the most excited about this one is because. Natalie Portman is going to be taking over where she will be Jane Foster once again, and it will be Jane's Foster's Thor in this movie. We don't know if, uh, I think Chris Hemsworth is going to be in it, so I don't know what the crossover is going to be, but again, spoilers for uh, Endgame. At the end of Endgame, he went off with the Guardians, so who knows what's what's kind of going on there, and he also has Stormbringer. So, I love Natalie Portman. She's one of my favorite people or in terms of actors and how that goes. I know that she kind of hasn't always been given the best lines when it comes to nerdy things. Um, she wasn't given a great script for Star Wars. Uh, her her part in Thor was okay. Um, but I think she's going to be a, uh, an awesome Thor. So I'm excited about that. Um Yeah. Are you getting tired yet? In terms of the the reason why I paused there was just because I was looking at how much more <laughs> of this Phase Four timeline. So this is and this is what I'll I'll get to. I'm gonna just kind of really quickly go through the last half of this. So there's Falcon and the Winter Soldier in Fall of 2020. That's going to be a TV show on Disney Plus. Everything that I'm gonna mention here, these are now no longer the movies. These are going to be things that are going to be on Disney Plus. Um, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Fall 2020, Loki, 2021, again from when he took the uh, the Cosmic Cube in Endgame, uh, WandaVision, it's going to be in 2021, uh, What If, question mark, which I'm trying to remember what that is, let me see if I can find it real fast, I cannot, uh, I knew what it was before, and I'm sorry that I'm blanking on it. That's going to be summer 2021. Then there's going to be a Hawkeye. 
show in fall of 2021. And then the last thing that they ended their thing with is that uh, they are rebooting Blade, which was pretty awesome. Um, the only thing that was weird about it is that they, the person that's going to be playing Blade is, and I really uh, am sorry if I mess up his name, but Mahershala Ali, uh, who was in Luke Cage and did an awesome job in Luke Cage as Cottonmouth, uh, is now going to be Blade in the MCU. And apparently the MCU shows are not canon, even though they referenced canon material all the time. So here's the thing. I'm just getting a little tired. Like, I just don't... I, me and Patrick talked about this whenever it came to the end of Avengers Endgame, is just what do they do now? How do you how do you capture the same magic that you did uh, for those first for that first decade and change uh, and move that on into the next life. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but the way that they're going to start is that they are going to use as many of their existing cast as they can <laughs> um, to kind of transition you in there. Uh, oh, apparently what if has to do with the Celestials. Sorry. Um, I don't know everything that it has to do with them, but cool. Um, I just, it's not the, it's not fatigue. It's just, it's just, it's not fatigue, but it is fatigue. I don't know what they can really do to have that same level of success, but I think moving forward, um, what they, what they also didn't show here and what they said is not going to happen. There is not going to be an Avengers movie, uh, for phase four. I don't know if that's a mistake or not, uh, but I don't. I kind of think that what they're doing with that is like, hey, it's not necessarily all about the team. The team up. There is going to be cross pollination still. Um, Scarlet Witch is going to be in several of these things. She's going to be in that show WandaVision, obviously. Her name's in there. Um, she's going to be in Doctor Strange. Black Widow uh, has her thing. She's also going to be in Doctor Strange. Chris Hemsworth is going to be in Thor: Love, Love and Thunder, uh, and you know so is Natalie Portman, so is Valkyrie. Um, those are all Thor characters, I'm aware. But who knows who else shows up? We have no idea yet. I think that it still has the ability to have a lot of crossover action as they kind of transition you into the next thing, but while they also start introducing you uh, to new characters. Um, I did think it was strange that they didn't mention Black Panther two at all just at all like it's a part of the phase or it should be um it was previously announced after how successful black panther one was um they didn't talk about captain marvel at all i know that she's controversial her character the way that they wrote her character is also just strange um it's kind of if she's that powerful you know i guess what do you do with her um is what i would say but maybe whenever they start working towards the next avengers they they tackle that um, they also didn't talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, and they also did not mention X-Men or the Fantastic Four. And if you watched our spoiler cast, we talked about the possibility of Galactus 
um, coming in, which is a famous Fantastic Four villain. Um, we know that those are going to start being integrated at some point. They probably still don't even know exactly how they're going to do it. There's so many different characters that they can do. Um, the recent uh, Phoenix movie finally ended uh, Fox on there. I'm pretty sure Fox still has some control of just different characters and so on. So there's probably that, too, of, like, what do they have? Uh, but with X-Men joining the fold, there's now some going to be some characters there where previously uh, Wanda, for example, you know, is Magneto actually going to be her dad now? She was in the comics. Like, are they even ever going to meet? Does that matter at all? Who knows? There's just... Uh, I just don't know how to feel about Phase 4. Um, there's things to be excited about in there. I'm excited about Thor. I'm excited about the Black Widow movie. Um, I will probably watch some of the Disney Plus content because I'm getting beginning Disney Plus anyway. I want access to all those sweet, sweet, sweet Pixar movies. Uh, but some of the movies, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know where I'm going to be at on Doctor Strange, especially if they're saying it's a horror movie. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be at on Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, only because I'm still a little salty that Mandarin's on Iron Man. Um, but if it turns out that, you know, it's well done then obviously I'll get to it eventually. But what do you guys think? Uh, are you excited about Phase 4? Is there anything else that stood out to you um, from uh, San Diego, the, all the San Diego Comic-Con goodness, all the different trailers that we got? Uh, there's tons of them out there. Like I said, I'm not showing them uh, here. I don't want to get any hits, um, but definitely feel free to check them out. What are you excited about? Let us know. Uh, please like uh, if you're on Facebook, make sure you like our posts whenever we do go live. That helps us out a ton. Uh, if you are not catching us live and you're on uh, YouTube, make sure to hit that like or subscribe button. And then we're also available on most every podcast service. Uh, somebody mentioned the other day, hey, why aren't you on Spotify? Uh, I mentioned that one uh, to Patrick, so we should be taking care of that at some point in the future. Uh, but other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday. Back next week uh, should be Patrick and should be both of us now after uh, a decent break. He was on vacation um, this week, uh, had work stuff last week. Uh, I obviously was out for several weeks uh, becoming a parent, uh, but the plan is for next week uh, for the gang to be back together and to have our normal setup, and we should be uh, on Wednesday uh, at that point. I know I was a day late uh, this week, and I do apologize. So, thank you all for tuning in. You have a great rest of your week. See you next time.